watch how? this. How? 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 How do you watch this? Dude, I'm <laughs> Hello, you're listening to How Do You Watch This, a movie review podcast where each week we pick a movie that or the other to watch. Yep. In the genre we love, but, but they, they don't. <laughs> you got it. And yeah. we review it. <laughs> My name's Debbie, and I love horror. My name's Megan, and I love romance. And uh, this is our special episode. Ooh, the one everyone's been calling already for <laughs> our, our recap of four months. It's, I feel like it's been longer. I know. <laughs> it's been an eternity already. <laughs> well, yeah, we're basically going to go through our top three. Our top three movies that we've had to watch and we kind of came up with those on our own discretion so we'll explain them yeah. about it and then we're also going to talk about some questions that we have for each other and we're going to talk about our upcoming changes to the podcast yeah okay fun stuff yeah <laughs> so how about we both have our top three movies we start with the lowest and we take turns okay going with three two one Perfect. Okay. All right. Well, you can start. Okay. So my, um, my third movie. Sorry, I'm laughing because of the fact that I'm so unprepared for this. Demi is such a better podcaster than I am. I literally, poor Demi comes to my house, notes ready to go. She's she's ready. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what notes? Okay. So we spent the past 15 minutes with her in silence, waiting for me to write my notes. <laughs> Okay, you're just a free spirit. Yeah. I try to spend as little time with horror movies as I can, so... I feel like my mind is brain farts, so I yeah. need something to look off of constantly. That's fair. So my number three movie is Hell House LLC. And so I chose Hell House LLC because of the fact that I did think it was actually really well made. Uh, I don't remember when I rated it. <laughs> I would have been. Uh, it, was, it was pretty decent. You probably yeah. a good. One. I think you gave it a pretty good rating. It scared me. That could be in part because of the fact that it was close to Halloween and my husband spooked me that night. Yeah, that's what so actually got this lid standing with the yeah made it very iconic. <laughs> but I think that that one was really well made. Yeah, and I would recommend it to horror mm-hmm. fans. Yeah. So I've had a few people ask me what horror movies they should watch. Don't know why they would ask me <laughs> what horror movies they should watch, but they asked me that. And that's one of the ones that I recommended because I think that people who like horror would like the quality and the storyline. I, I feel like you have a more non-biased view of horror movies, though. Whereas a lot, people who watch a lot of horror, they're going to be more biased towards certain horror. Yeah. But like you who don't watch a lot, if you like a horror movie, it's probably going to have a yeah. good, decent story, at least. Yes. Well, so it's going to be good, and I'm going to be able to tell you if it's really scary or not. Yeah. Um, but I guess that also means that if you like horror movies, you might not be scared by the same things I'm scared by. Yeah. But I guess it's the same with any movie, like romance or whatever. Right. You're gonna whoever's recommending it to you. Yeah, yeah. There's some cause there'll be that scared the shit out of me, and yeah. then some people were like, "Oh, this movie was whack." But yeah, you know, it just depends. I don't like dark spaces. I don't like attic scenes. Mm-hmm. I hate attic scenes. Interesting. Yeah, they just really creep me out. I had to watch before I watched the movie. Bo was afraid. It's not really horror. I don't know how to explain that movie. But I knew there was a reveal in the attic. And I was so nervous for it because I'm like, I really just don't like addicts. Like, it freaks me out. And I had to look it up. Yeah. You wouldn't believe what I read. <laughs> what? What? 
what? I was like, there's no way. There's no way. I, I kind of wish I didn't read it. So, spoilers for Bo is Afraid. Just skip the next 10 minutes, maybe. Okay. Demi is ready to go deep. Okay. I'm not going to go that deep. But the movie's weird. I'm just going to say the movie's okay. weird. It feels very much like Bo's, like, kind of like in his own world, right? Like, some stuff's not real. You don't know what's real or not. What's in the attic is supposed to be his father, right? His father's okay. been out of his life his whole his whole lifetime. His mom, uh-huh. oh, he's a piece of shit. Apparently, he's in the attic. What? And he's just a giant penis monster. What? What? I, Megan, Did what? Megan, I, what? I read it and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. It's a giant. It was literally a giant what? penis creature. What? Was, Why? Well, this movie was normal otherwise? No, no, no. Uh-oh. The whole movie was batshit. But it was, <laughs> it, it feels like, I don't know if it was supposed to be like symbolic of the dad was there to give his penis. Stop. Stop. And then leave. Like, so the mom's just like, that's all he's good for. Like, he was just. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Why would anyone I, do that? I can't even say if I like the movie or not. I truly, I watched it once and I'm like, I don't even know if. You can't. It's full cream. Oh, next, and he's amazing. What? Yeah. And the movie, I'm like, I didn't, I don't think I hated it, but I'm like, I don't think I liked it. Jeez, <laughs> I just don't know how to explain that movie. Yeah. It was well done and great performances, but it was just such a like, I, I. I was like, oh, oh, I don't know. That just reminds me of the monster prom. And- <laughs> it was very much monster prom-y. Yeah. It was, dude, it was weird. Oh. That's so strange. I don't, yes. I, that feels like a very artistic choice to be like. Yes. The whole movie was very like. Deep meaning. Yeah, it was very artsy, but kind of funny. Okay. So. But yeah, nothing would have ever prepared me. Because that's what everyone was saying. They were like, you will never be prepared for what's in the attic. And I'm like, I'm like, it has to be terrible. Like, it has to be so scary. Right. And I'm like, I already have a fear of attics. You can't make it worse. <laughs> Do you, every time you have to go into an attic, now you're afraid of a penis yeah. monster? Because that p- giant penis monster. That's so. absolutely insane. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> I am beside myself. I didn't know that was an option. That feels Apparently, like a yeah. fever dream. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyway, Hell's House, basically all I <laughs> all I had left to say about Hell's House was that it was a good movie that I thought was enjoyable. It didn't ruin me for life. And I don't really have that much more to say about it. I don't have a lot of critiques for it. It was scary. And um, yeah, just a good old, it's a good old time. The top three. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily I wouldn't watch it again. I can say that wouldn't be something that I would have enjoyment with rewatching. Yeah, I don't know if it would make my Halloween movie. So I have a few like movies I watched during Halloween. I don't think it'd make it, but mm-hmm. I can see people rewatching it. Right. It's just a little spooky. I like I like a little fun with my Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit more lightheartedness. Yes. All right. What was your number three? So my number three is Ten Things I Hate About You. What? This is brand new information. <laughs> So yeah, everything I already said, Megan knows. So I'm just gonna tell the audience, and Megan can pretend it's brand new if she wants. <laughs> I chose this movie because it was the highest rated of the movie I didn't watch before. So it was a 4.5, and I had to add it to the top three because it was my most enjoyable of the movies I've watched so far. Would you rewatch it? Yeah, I would definitely rewatch it. It's just a fun movie, mm-hmm. so I definitely recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it yet. And it just reminds me of, like, She's the Man and yeah. Mean Girls, like, those type of movies. So I just love that type of shit. 
Yeah, it's like a classic teen movie. Yeah, it's just fun. It's fun. And so the one fact I said was (laughs) the table dance that Julia Stiles did landed her the leading role in Save the Last Dance, which is both great for her, but also just hilarious because that dance scene is so awful to watch. Yeah, it's so cringe. And Demi said (laughs) Julia Stiles can't look back and watch the movie, which is fair. Because nobody should ever have to rewatch them dancing as a teenager who thinks they looked so good. Good, yeah. I wonder if she can rewatch Save the Last Dance too. I was, I was like, I feel like that would be worse. I feel like that would be worse than this one. It's more dancing. Yeah, it's all dancing. Oh, gosh. Okay, you have to definitely recommend that one for me. Okay, I will. And you also were talking a little bit about, I just want to give the people what they want. We, we talked a little bit about the high school. Yeah. Yeah. So the high school is a real school mm-hmm. called Stadium High School, and it's in Tacoma, Washington. And it's a public high school. We had to look up. Yeah. We, it looks like a castle. Right. I was convinced that they would be charging admission. No. Yeah. I, exactly. I wonder if you can do events there, like a wedding or something. I feel like they would be dumb not to. Like. I mean, make your money where you can make it. Right. I outside. It doesn't be like inside the school. Right. So. I know a lot of schools do rent out space. Okay. So I would be surprised if they didn't. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it was built in the late 1800s. So that's why it looks the way it looks. And it was supposed to be a luxury hotel, but there were financial issues and shit. So it didn't work out. But it's been a school since 1906. Insane. It's just crazy. So yeah, those are my notes about 10 things I hate about you. Yeah. So just number like a great movie. Great movie. Great yeah. movie. The other two on my list are like, Sarah now. <laughs> neither are mine. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go with something that we actually liked. Yeah. Just to add it to the list. Yeah. It's like, all right, now for the okay, Now for the <laughs> stuff that actually it. traumatized us. Like, but... how do you watch this? <laughs> and that's when I bring up Carrie. And so I was kind of debating between this one being two and one, but I decided two because my one, which I'm sure you're going to be. I got already. Yeah. yeah ruined my life <laughs> so so almost canceled the podcast yeah yeah really made me question my whole life <laughs> so carrie i felt like was just i was saying to demi that i would have liked carrie if maybe if it wasn't a horror and it had like full character development we got like a healing moment yeah carrie was happy at the end yeah she learned how to use her telekinesis for good yeah evil superhero yeah that would have been a good movie i don't like movies that have sad endings or bad endings or anything like that like those those aren't my i like a nice happy tie it with a bow moment Mm -hmm. so this doesn't that means that i'm unhappy every single week we watch this podcast basically but there were some things about Carrie that were just, like, too much for me. So it was just, like, too much to have the actual evil teenagers who were out yeah, literal blood. It didn't make sense yeah. to me. But it's Stephen King, so right. it doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. She was just an evil. What, what was her name? Chris? Chris? Chris, yeah. She was just evil. Just pure evil. And so that was just her character. And I would hope there's no... High school girls that evil? Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some that are, you know, a little psychotic. Um, um, but yeah, she was just an evil character. So poor Carrie did not deserve anything that was no. thrown on her. And her mom, too, was also an evil character. Yeah. So she yeah. was dealing with shit at school and at home. Yeah. She couldn't get a fucking break. So. No. So I'll talk a little bit about 
the fun facts that I didn't cover because Carrie was one that I hadn't been looking up fun facts about Mm -hmm. back when we recorded that. So a couple of interesting things. First of all, Psycho had a little bit of an influence on us. So the name of the high school was Bates. And the four-note violin theme from Psycho was used repeatedly throughout. The fire hose scene actually burst one of the actress's eardrum, and she lost hearing for six months in that year. That's just so fucking crazy. She's like, I would have been like, give me a bonus or a raise or something, because I... She had to be like a stunt actor, right? I they gave the actual actress's name and I did not. It could have been like, hey, is it is it cool if we shoot you up? <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look. Okay, trivia. PJ Soul Norma. Who's Norma? Norma. Oh, that's the. Oh my god, that's the one with the hat, the evil best friend. Yeah, is that the one who got her ears fucked up? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So her name's Pamela. Pamela. Jane Souls, PJ Souls, yeah, PJ. I know, awful nickname. Oh, yeah. So it was. I mean, maybe not the lead lead, but it wasn't a double. Oh my god! And this is her film debut. <gasps> Dude, oh, that would have ruined my. Life. If I couldn't hear out of my ear for six months, could you imagine the fear that like you're never gonna hear again? Uh, oh, I mean, that character fucking deserved it. But yeah, the they character- took advantage of a poor young girl yeah, to start. Told me nothing for the yeah. You'll be fine. Right. Right. Let's just stand up and roll fire hose on you. Just water. Right. Like, oh, I can't imagine. And speaking of not getting paid enough. <laughs> it's a good lead way. Thank you. <laughs> so, Stephen King was only paid $2,500 for the rights to this movie. Crazy. It was his first big movie adaptation. Yeah. Um, Based on his first book. Which I guess it makes sense that these are his first because they're not his. Um, I mean, I would I want to say they're not his best, but I know you don't you don't really <laughs> with that. To me, I I don't like his writing, so I can't yeah. say what's his best or not. I I don't think Carrie is one of his best stories, even for fans. I mean, it was fine. It was like a kind of a shorter story, yeah, that long. But yeah, I'd probably say The Shining is probably it. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, his best. I guess. Okay. He said, I don't like his writing, so I haven't read them. I read Pet Cemetery. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I haven't read um, any, and I've not seen most. Seen one, and it was Carrie. He'll definitely see more. So, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, the scene where Amy Irving, who plays Sue Snell, is laying flowers on Carrie's grave. They actually filmed that in reverse to give it kind of like this eerie feeling to it. And if you look closely, you can see that the cars are moving in the wrong direction. Never noticed that. I never. I know. And that's not the only scene they did that with. They also did that with the knives being thrown into the mother. So they attached the knife to the mom with string and then pulled it really hard. So when they played it in reverse, it looked like it was shooting the knives towards her. And I'm not really surprised that they did all these creative sort of film techniques because they do a lot of those trippy sort of new yeah. wave tech. Like, you know how they have that random quarantine? Best day of the movie. Right. They do a lot of that. <laughs> just weird shit. Yeah. I feel like they were just being very experimental with it. Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if they were just having, not having fun, but they were like, oh, we'll try it. Or if it was kind of a thing where the whole Carrie movie with the her mind powers will have they just wanted things to be a little also be a little you know, yeah that makes sense i don't either interesting choices yeah 
So in that scene where Sue is laying the flowers on Carrie's grave, Carrie's hand shoots out of the ground. And Sissy Spacek, who played the character of Carrie, insisted that she be the one to do this scene. And the director was like, no, no, let's do a double. And she was like, no, I need to do this. It has to be me. It has to be me, <laughs> which no, it doesn't. No one can see. They don't know your hand. Yeah, no one. <laughs> uh, that's not Sissy Spacek's hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. So anyway, she's determined to have that be her hand. So the director did not want to be the one to actually bury her. So they like put her in a box and then he had the husband bury her, which feels very traumatizing. Yeah, it's I wonder if they're still married. Good question. Debbie's about to Google it. Married in nineteen seventy four. So this has to be someone else. Right? No. Oh, that that would be Okay, sense. yeah. Jack Fisk. I guess there's still a little married? Wow. Well, I guess this really bonded them together. Yeah. Look at that. I think that if mine was just so bearing me alive. Yeah, it would like you're connected right yeah i guess so i mean she requested it it's not like he did it <laughs> against her will <laughs> i just like oh that's just like crazy no like as the partner be like guess right. i just bury my partner because then if something goes wrong like hi yes you're the one who bury them i feel like there was a way like i really believed that they did not fully bury someone alive i thought that they did some weird film thing where maybe it was just like on a box and your hand is underneath but you're like not Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. I did. Bought a can. <laughs> Something. I guess I just didn't think that much into it. It was definitely buried under there. Yeah. So she was actually buried. Nightmare. That's actually a nightmare. <laughs> and she must have been very strong-willed to be able to handle that. Yeah. And then in the final scene, when Sue Snell, like, has this outburst and screams, her mother was played by her real-life mom. And her real-life mom was so scared when Sue burst out that she yelled out the name Amy instead of Sue because Amy's the actress's name and you can't hear it because it's drowned out by the ending music some good acting yeah must be scare your mom like that scare your mom that bad (laughs) horrifying so that was my number two number two your number two is (laughs) number two is 50 shades of gray Uh and I chose that's higher than I thought well okay well I I had to add it because it's it was iconic watch. I, I had more fun with it than I thought I was going to. They gave it a 3.2. It probably didn't deserve that high. No. But it was def- it was fun. It was- I was surprised you rated it that high. When you rated it and you were getting into it, I was like, what? It, I know. It just, it reminded me of Twilight too much. Yeah. And I'm biased. So it's That's definitely an awful movie. But it was fun. It was, right. it was funny. I wish they didn't have so much sex, but I keep saying that and it, it it has the set like it's supposed to have i know if it didn't have so much sex it would be such a fun drinking game yes movie it could still be could but still be. i do think that i mean Sex things take up 14 minutes it's of the whole night which is so much time <laughs> i wonder if there's an edit that removes the sex there probably is somewhere or you could just fast forward that's true which i did during my reel <laughs> how long are we so long it's, it's just like, it is it's <laughs> excessive i mean you can have those scenes in movies and have it add to the plot, but it didn't yeah. feel like it added to the plot, which for me, I'm plot over. Like, plot is number one for me. Yeah. And as much as I like having, you know, a little bit of intimacy and, like, seeing the people together and all that stuff, there it doesn't need... I don't need that much. I, mean, I, get, I get the books were just that. But the movie could have been done. Yeah. And it could have been changed a little bit, but I don't know. I guess people were like, I want all the sex scenes right but 
I know. I mean, I also, like I said, when we were doing this last time, I wasn't even a fan of the books. So, yeah. Did you watch any of the other movies or read? No. Okay. Um, Great. I think I started reading the second book. And I don't think I ever, I definitely didn't read the third book. I just couldn't. Like I said, it was, it was too much spice for me. I needed more. I really wanted to watch the other two movies uh-huh. before oh I think about it, but I just forgot I didn't have time. It's the holidays. I know. It's, you can't be watching Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, holidays. So I'm first going to talk about some of the extra trivia. Okay, in the great. First movie, and then we're going to discuss a little bit about two and three, because oh, I had to talk about that. Yes, I'm so I excited. I just looked them up on Wikipedia plot synopsis, yeah. so I I assume it's accurate. Yeah. I should, we forgot to have you cover the newest additions to the Hell House series. It's fine. Oh, I mean, I could... It's it wasn't it's good. good. No, it doesn't... It wasn't good. Okay. I think Hell House LLC is still the best one. Apparently, the new one connected a lot of lore... I didn't remember it. It didn't fucking matter. So oh. I don't know. If you like lore, watch it, I guess. It's okay. not terrible, but good to know. It's not great. So anyway, Fifty Shades of Grey. Remote controlled cameras were used for a majority of the sex scene. Stop. So that it could be more private for the actors. And I don't know if that's better or worse. I know. Because then it feels more intimate. Yes. And I would feel very awkward. I wonder if they had an intimacy director. Like, that's a new I, thing. I think they did. Someone, there was someone that talked about, I think it was an intimacy director. Or at least someone that. Okay, assisted. They had to have something. That's good. But there were times for the wilder sex scenes that the actors had to spend hours naked um, in front of like the full crew. I don't like my hours. Hours. I don't know for what. God. And so because they had to wear uh, those like loincloth thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pubic hair was literally. What? How did your jaw? What? Going to work, and you had to digitally add pubic hair. What? Yep. I didn't even realize they showed pubic hair. Oh, the eyebrow. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Are they actually naked? No, that was digitally. Stop. (laughs) That's like the whole movie's budget. (laughs) I think it was mostly during Anna's virginity taking. Okay. Uh, I remember she had pubic hair, and I, I remember he had pubic hair like one scene too. So, oh my God, I literally cannot believe that. So there's one book sex scene that was not even talked about. Okay. For good reason. Okay. It's a scene where Christian removes Anna's tampon. Oh. And I'm like, there's no way they could make that sex. There's no way that could be sexy. So thank God. They said it wasn't even like put on the table. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know how they could have filmed that. You know what I mean? I can't believe that that has... I have no recollection of that. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Yeah. Your brain just like, brain was like never mind. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> okay, so those were the, t- the trivia for the first movie. Okay. So I just want to talk about the, the two and three. Okay. So things that come up in two, if you remember the end of the first one, it ends with Anna leaving Christian yeah. because he spanked her and was really brutal. And- right. It was in sadistic, and she was like, I'm not doing this. Good for her. She yeah. leaves. So the second movie, big things that happen is he's pretty much chasing after her whatever. He right. breaks ties with Elena, which is that woman that fucking assaulted him as a right. child. Yep. Awful woman. And then we find out his mother was a crack-addicted sex worker, uh, his biological mother. Yeah. So the mother we see in the first one is his adopted mother. Yep. 
His biological mom died of an overdose. Oh. He was alone with her body for three days. Oh, God. I do remember that, actually, yeah. now that you're saying that. So, the trauma is real. Yeah. And then he says he is a sadist who enjoys hurting women who look like his birth mother. Oh, my God. Stop. No. So, he's not on sex with women that look like his mom. Oh, no. And he wants to hurt them. And I'm like, bro, if therapy. And it ends with him proposing to Anna and she says yes. What? What? How do you say yes to a man that says that to you? I enjoy hurting women that look like my mom, like Anna, like you. First of all, Aww. if I look like your mom, I'm out. <laughs> like, I should not be looking like your mom. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little weird. So that's Am I a little? Movie. I mean, a lot. Yeah. So that's the second movie. The third movie, I couldn't even write it down because it was so batshit. I think okay. I'm just going to read it off here. Okay. Where are you reading it from? Wikipedia. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. So newlyweds Christian and Anastasia are forced to cut their honeymoon short and return home after receiving news of a break-in at his corporate headquarters. Jack Hyde. No. His former boss. No. For sexual assault. Stole some computer files. What? Christian surprises Anna with a new house and has hired architect Gia Matteo to build it for her. Anna is annoyed when Gia flirts with Gray in her presence. When Christian's on a business trip, Anna disregards his wishes to stay at home and meets her friend Kate for a drink. Kate is still dating Christian's older brother, Elliot, and fears Elliot may be having an affair with Gia. His big side. Jack Hyde attempts to kidnap Anna while he gets home. What? Anna's new security team subdues him and he is arrested. After arguing with Christian about her night out with Kate for some reason, right? Anna berates him for being controlling and possessive, demanding her okay. freedom. Good. Good. Yes. He later surprises her with a trip to Aspen, bringing along Kate, Elliot, Mia, and Jose. Jose is still in the future, even though he. Yes, assault. No, oh my God. Elliot proposes to Kate, who accepts. It is revealed that Gio was only helping him choose the ring. Crazy. Oh my God. The newlyweds continue their sexual experimentation, no. but it becomes complicated when Anna announces she's pregnant. Christian is disturbed as he had other plans for their early years together. He leaves, going on a night long drunken bender. After he returns, Anna discovers that Christian had texted and met his ex lover. No. Elena. She gets angry and locks herself in the playroom for the night. He searches for Anna in the morning and they continue arguing, with Anna telling Christian how important the baby is to her. Shortly after, Hyde is released on a 500,000 bond and phones Anna, demanding a ransom of 5 million cash in two hours. What? He threatens to kill him. Christian, don't do this. What? Anna must not tell anyone and bring the money alone. How long is this movie? And I was like, what is happening? Anna takes a checkbook and a revolver from Christian's desk and goes to the bank to withdraw the money. The suspicious bank manager calls Christian. He thinks Anna's leaving him, but then notices Mia's unknown whereabouts and Anna's sudden large cash withdrawal coincide with Hyde's recent release. Stop. Christian's thinking of Hedy's Batman. Hyde instructs Anna to get in the car parked nearby and hand over her phone to the driver. She tricks Hyde by taking the bank manager's phone and slipping hers into the bag of money. She exits the back entrance to discover the driver and Jack's accomplice is her co-worker. What the hell? 
<laughs> the drop-off site, a psychotic and vengeful hide attacks her, kicking her abdomen. Lift no, the baby. The baby. Let's try to stop him as Anna pulls out the revolver and shoots him in the leg. Christian's <laughs> security team, who just dropped Anna's phone, arrive and apprehend Hyde and Liz. What? Anna blacks out as she hears Christian's voice. She wakes up three days later in the hospital with Christian at her side. Though angry at her recklessness and still anxious about fatherhood, he realizes how important their baby is to her. No. And they reconcile. Christian's adopted mother, Grace, assures him that Anna will not leave him. Oh, what? Home. <laughs> okay. Christian's private investigator, of course, Welch. What? <laughs> <laughs> left a report showing that Christian and Hyde had shared the same foster family. What? Toby has no memory of this. What? was envious of Christian being adopted by the wealthy Gray family instead of him. So Hyde has just been upset <laughs> for 30 years? <laughs> Hyde also blackmailed Liz into being his accomplice. So Liz is funny. Yeah, of course. So then, while Christian's playing his piano, Anna starts remembering their time together and decides she wants to play. After she sends Christian a text message, he joins her in the playroom. Seven months later, uh-huh. they have a son named Teddy. Two years later, Teddy? Yeah. Anna's pregnant with their second child. That's how they... <laughs> what? Just top jump? They just go yeah. jump, seven months, jump, two years. Yeah. The end. So that... Is- I'm, I'm happy I didn't watch them because... They sound like an absolute nightmare to watch. So, those are the two movies. I'm like beside myself that all of that is able to happen in one movie. First of all, the second movie, you were like, one, two, three, done. Yeah. The last movie, it's like 400 things. Dude, it, it has a, a, a ransom, kidnapping, blackmail, pregnancy. I'm like, Jesus fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. So, now we have our art. Number one. <laughs> okay, number one for me. I think this is going to shock you. I'll have to surprise you. Barbarian was my number one. I know. You might not believe it, but that one really spooked me. Was that one that you rated zero? Yes. Okay. It net. It net. Because uh, I think I said five out of five scariness. I, oh, I know you were upset. I was very upset. <laughs> Let me actually look. I'm not as curious if both our number ones are our zero starred ones. Yeah, let me see. I don't know that I gave it zero star because I usually don't zero star things. But you might have given it like the lowest you could. Okay, so <laughs> scariness five out of five, enjoyability negative five out of five. That's right. <laughs> so I gave it a net one. <laughs> the Barbarian was just it was so well produced, like really, really well made, and the anticipation i felt the whole time was immense you really it really just has you going and thinking like this guy is a barbarian and he's gonna get her and yada yada well the twist in it really set me i don't think anything has ever shook me the way that that shook me i was not expecting it yeah like and i am always jumping and trying to think of what's gonna happen blah 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 i could not prepare myself for that no, no. And it's one of those that some people didn't like because it was so, the twist was just too much. Like, it was so, like, out of nowhere. Yeah. For me, it's, it's shocking. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But, you know, I know some people are just like, oh, there's no lead up. Yeah. Like, that's fine. You know, you have your opinion. But, you know, it's just, I don't know, just a batshit movie. I don't Yeah. It's what it is. <laughs> it really, really is. It's really interesting because the 
guy who wrote it Mm -hmm. said that it started off as kind of a thought experiment where he read the book uh, the gift of fear which is all about how women should trust their instincts and you know when you're noticing red flags they're coming up for a reason Mm -hmm. So he just did a quick 30-minute writing session where he wrote the story of a woman who is getting increasing red flags from a man and just starts to keep ignoring them. And that's basically the lawyer. Yeah. It's incredible she survived because there's so many times where I'm like, stop. Ah, yeah. What are you you doing? Yes. Yeah. So that's interesting. Well, I feel like I feel like she was written well, and I feel like a lot of female characters are not written well in writings by male directors and yeah, you know, male writers and stuff. But I really liked her character, even though she was like not trusting her instinct. No, I guess that was the point of it too. You know, yeah, like you make sometimes you make bad calls. Yeah. You know, you just you or you only in quite a bit of hope. Yeah, <laughs> but I did really like her character. I think I think she was was just a good character. Yeah. I agree. Did you know that the role of AJ was originally offered to Zach Efron? No way. Yes. Efron, can you imagine? Oh my God. I know. I do feel like Justin Long was, it was, he was such a perfect pick. Right. I think so too. And they said that the, the writer kind of reevaluated the character himself once Zach Efron denied the role okay so i wonder how much how different it was. changed after them because it does feel like the perfect justin long it really yeah yeah that's interesting yeah i guess it could have been i feel like justin long really made the movie too yes it it made it way more enjoyable yeah. than it would have been had it the comedy in it is what made it so so that i had finished the movie i think it made it better i think if yeah. it had no comedy it would have been too ridiculous it's like okay yeah this is fun i like you know, the naked lady monster prosthetic, right? You know, special effects work, but it's like, it's a little much. But adding the comedy, it's a little goofy, and they kind of realize it's a little goofy. So I think it worked better. Yeah. And I'm curious. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I love my boy Zach. But I know. I, I don't know. That would have been more of like a, just a, like a prick, you know? Cause right. like AJ is a prick, but like, he's also dumb. Kind of like sleazy dumb yeah. kind of freak where I feel like Zac Efron might have been more of like a cocky type. Right. You know, I'm handsome, talented. Yeah. So. I don't really know that that's necessarily the type of role that he would have yeah. taken on anyway. Yeah, because Zac, this definitely would have been a different role for him. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's never done any type of horror or even like thriller type of movie. Yeah. So it definitely would have been something different. He's all comedy or like romance. Yeah. Musical. But musical. <laughs> more lighthearted stuff, I yeah. think. I could be wrong. There's definitely some where he's been sleazier characters, but nothing to this extent. Mm, no. Yeah. Justin Long does anything. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> so funny. I did not realize it until this. <laughs> so the mother was fully prosthetics, and it wasn't like a suit. It was like random disparate parts that were placed on. And the guy who played mother had to veet, a.k.a. shave, like, nair his entire body. <laughs> his entire body. Oh and originally, the makeup person wanted him to get rid of his eyebrows, too. And he was like, you're putting prosthetic eyebrows on me. Please don't. Yeah. Oh, my God. Please don't make me do that. And so he was able to keep his eyebrows. It looks like this guy's pretty new. He's a newer guy. Yeah, it looks like it. He, it looks like this is his first actual big film. 
He didn't know much about the mother character before he started. He said he got on a flight <laughs> to Bulgaria. It was like, fingers crossed. Oh, my God. And the, the hair on the bottle, that was an accident at first. Oh. And then it was so gross that the director was like, let's keep it. <laughs> right. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> the title of the movie only uses the letters from Airbnb. So Barbarian uses only letters from Airbnb, which is like a nice little nod. Oh, yeah. The street was Barbary Street, which is like, because the guy is barbarian. He's yeah. from Barbary Street. Maybe he is a barbarian. There's like all these play on words and yeah. stuff that yeah. goes into it. Like so much thought went into that. <laughs> and then the last fun fact is that there was a soft rule not to use any technology that wasn't available at the time when The Thing was made in 1982. Oh, my God. Which I don't... It was not, like... I think it was just kind of, like, a for funsies. Yeah. So they didn't really... I think there might have been one scene where they use modern technology. Say, well, I know she had her laptop, but, like, I guess none of it worked. Well, no. What I meant was, like, filming techniques. Oh. Like, oh. like um, CGI, kind of. Oh, wow. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think honestly, special effects... And prosthetic work always just looks better. Yeah. I mean, the it thing, definitely. I, I know how realistic yeah. it is. I know you haven't seen it yet. Correct. But I think it still holds up because of the special effects were so cool. And yeah. They still hold up. If it, was, if it was CGI, which there is a thing, movie, and it's like a prequel, and they use CGI, and it just yeah. doesn't. It's not as good. Yeah. I mean, at the moment when you see it, you're like, oh, wow, it's amazing that they're able to make this. But it doesn't age well because it's not real. No. And it's like, at least with puppetry and stuff, you can admire the artistry in it. Right. And so I always appreciate it. feels more realistic. Yeah. Horror movies and monsters that are, you know, special effects. Yeah. That movie, at the end of watching that, I really did think to myself, I don't know how I'll keep going on with this <laughs> podcast. It really, really freaked me out. I don't think anything since then has nearly affected me. To the extent, yeah, I don't think so. That I was affected it, by that. It was one of the scarier ones. Like it, yeah. it, it. I have to think back of the movie that I have you watch, but it has to be the scariest one I've shown you. I think so. So far, and it is scary because Hell House was scary, but like I didn't. Yeah, Hell House is scary, but not like in the same way. Like I was fine afterwards. Yeah. This one, not so much. It had a lot of spooky things that made you think. Right. Like, just Airbnb alone. It's like, cool, yeah. anytime I go to Airbnb, I'm yes. for a fucking creepy door. Yes. For a basement. It's, like, super something. real yeah. in that way. Like, yeah, yeah, the mother character maybe wasn't super real, but right. the other creepy aspects the of it. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. And your number one was? Barefoot. What? If anyone remembers that review, um, I gave it a fucking zero. <laughs> it was... I still think about, I'm like, man, like, wait, did you really? Yeah, I still think about it because it just was so, it was so, not just bad, but like mm -hmm. everything about it, just the concept, it was just so yeah. icky. And yes. Just, my God, is this a romance? Like, this is a yeah. No. But the only trivia I could find on it, because there is nothing on this movie, is that it's actually a remake. It's a German what? movie. Really? Called Barfist. <laughs> <laughs> I guess barefoot in German. Oh, like I'm definitely not pronouncing it correctly, no. but it is a remake, and apparently the German version is good. Oh, really? It has a much better rating, and people were like, 
this remake's so bad. You have to watch the original. Really? So I'm like, I don't know if I'm interested in watching it ever. But if anyone likes the concept, I guess watch the original. So it'll be better. Yeah, I mean, usually if there, if it's an American remake, it's yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any American remake where it's like, oh, that's definitely better than right. the original source. Yeah. So once you put it into English, it gets to garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like I didn't expect you to like Barefoot, but I think I underestimated the weird factor where I was like, you know what, it's not... I, in my m- memory, I don't remember it being as icky. And then, like, watching back, you're like, oh, wait, this is very problematic. It's a, yeah. So, yeah, it's fair. The one review I saw, someone said, if you want to compare the two, here's what I'll say. The beginning of the German movie started with the main character, the girl, I forget her name. Yeah. Walking, like, just showing a shot of her, like, barefoot walking mm-hmm. around the, like, institution. Yeah. You know, floors which relates to name Barefoot. Right. Whereas the remake starts with, what's his name fucking? Oh, so, right. So, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Compare them. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if it's still like icky in the dress. It seems a lot like a lot of it's kind of the same. Okay. It seems like, you know, they still Terrible. have love. Yeah. Still like she's had her mother trauma and she still yeah. has like a childlike nativity about the world. Right. But I don't know. Maybe it's just done better. So. But yeah, I don't have much else to say about Barefoot. That's okay. It had to be number one. I understand. It <laughs> wasn't your favorite. No. <laughs> it's okay. I don't really think that I have any others that are that will ever quite touch Barefoot. Okay. In. I almost, I wanted to add one small hitch to my top three because it was just... What, it, what was it? What was it, Tammy? <laughs> What was it? It's bad. Yeah. But it was fun. You know, it was, yeah. it's one of those movies where it's just, like funny to watch. So. I feel like we started the podcast, the first couple episodes, we really were like all over the place with just really bad shit. They were pretty Actually. bad. Yeah. I was like, because all my low ones, like it was all one of the first episodes. Right. Yeah. Why did we do this? Right. We were picking. That like, was really fucking me off. I know. I really, <laughs> I don't know why I was trying to actually torture you. I'm supposed to enjoy these movies. Right. But <laughs> I, did, I did enjoy watching Fifty Shades of Grey. So, yes. You know, it wasn't all bad, but it was still low rated. I think that there is some enjoyment in a little bit of torturing your friend. Yeah. You're a little bit like, all right, let's see what I can get you to watch that you right. won't really like. But then there's also the point when you're watching so many movies that you're like, I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. That it gets to be um, not as fun. All right. Well, those are our top three. So we're going to jump to Q&A for each other. Yes. So my questions for you, what were your expectations going into these movies and how has the podcast evolved for you? Oh, okay. Um, I'm getting real deep. Yeah. <laughs> shit, I should have gone first. Okay. <laughs> Why not for lighthearted? Um, I get it. I expected to find enjoyment and it, I don't hate romance. I do love love stories. Like I love like seeing romance and stuff. I just, I think I enjoy the concept of romance when it's not centered on it. Like mm-hmm. if I'm watching something and it's supposed to be like anything else, like action, whatever, but then there's a love story there. I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. okay. I see. I see what's here. You like it when it's a, um, not part of the main plot. Like it's yes, I felt like a, yeah, subplot, unexpected type of thing. That's what I really enjoy. But I, I, I feel like I knew I was going to enjoy some of the movies and I knew some were going to be bad. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, you know, I've been having a good time watching a change of pace. Yeah. New things and uh-huh. expanding on different actors and directors yeah. and things like that. And then what was the second half? How was the... Sorry, I had to do two in one. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'll give my official interview question. Uh, how have the podcast evolved for you? I think we've definitely gotten more specific with our notes and yes. our dives into these movies. Whereas when we first started, it was just like, we were just talking out our eyes. Yeah. It's been growing in that way where we're actually kind of looking more into the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a movie where we watch <laughs> Right. That's <laughs> what we should do. So it's good that we've done that. So that's one yeah. thing I've noticed. Okay. You can ask me a question now. Okay, I will. <laughs> You're like, God, thank so I have I have quite a few questions. Okay. One of them's more related to like romance movies and then one of them's more related to like the horror movies. So I will start. What was the first romance movie you ever watched and how did it impact you? I mean, really, if you think about it, the very first romances were those Disney movies we watched okay. as kids. Yeah. And I would say it would probably be something like Thumbelina. Um, (laughs) Thumbelina was the movie that when I was a kid, every single night, every single night, my dad would tuck me in an afghan on the couch with a milkshake (laughs) and put on Thumbelina for me. So I that was my nightly routine when I was a little girl. And so that probably would be the first yeah. That made like a huge impact on my life. Yeah. And I think that for me, romance has always just been about hope. Like there's this element of the expectation and anticipation you get in other movies where you're like, how is this going to end? What's going to happen next? But you know that it's going to end well for the most part. Sometimes yeah. my favorite ones yeah. always end, they end well. positively. <laughs> And I think it's just something that you can find joy in mm-hmm. when other things in life are going any other way that they're yeah. going. Yeah. You're always able to like hold on to those that joy in yeah. life. And that's what romance is for me. It's about that excitement and anticipation. How are they going to get and overcome whatever trials that they have yeah. to yeah. get to that happy ending? That's a good answer. Thank you. I'll go to one that has more horror question in it and that is why do you like horror so much (laughs) why (laughs) followed by who hurt you (laughs) um i think for me when i was young it was always just something that was i don't want to say like mysterious but it was always a curiosity i was always just like what is that what is that and i remember child's play was like the first horror movie that really mm-hmm. was on and my older cousins would have it on and it just like I don't know I I, I felt like that curiosity for these characters and spooky I, I really enjoy monster movies and spooky things like that rather than like slashers yeah um so I really enjoy that type of stuff and I think I brought up before my family's very much grounded in horror mm-hmm. I don't know what it is yes yeah, I was born Horror movies have always been around. So yeah. I think just growing up, I've just always been immersed in that. And I didn't watch a lot of horror stuff until I was older, but I read a lot of horror. So I was reading like scary stories to tell in the dark. I was watching Goosebumps yeah. and reading Goosebumps. And I think it was just like a curiosity for it. And I still have that. I don't know. I just enjoy how is this story going to evolve? Like, right. what is this creature? What What's going to happen here? Mm-hmm. And I think that what that's what keeps me engaged in these movies. Yeah. Yeah. And who hurt me? I guess my family. 
I'm going to blame my cousin Ronnie specific. Okay. Shout out to Ronnie. Shout out to Ronnie. <laughs> Is there a particular romance movie that you personally relate to? And if so, why? Like ones that we watched or just in general? In general, I guess. Or if it's easier, you can say from what we've watched. My answer is going to be so basic. But Pride and Prejudice. Okay. I think that one is the one that and like anything that's kind of like a Beauty and the Beast. I Can think I say about Travis. I'm going to get alone. I think more as like they muff around the onions. <laughs> <laughs> sharp claws. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think that, like, the main character being kind of like a bookworm, but still being a strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. And I always do go for, like, enemies to lovers. That's yeah. always my thing. And witty banter. So is, like, yeah. really what I lean towards. I think that in my personal relationship, banter is a big thing mm-hmm. for us. We really, yeah. I love that, like, playfulness mm-hmm. and the being able to tease each other. Yeah. And, and I think that that's when you read Enemies Lovers or watch Enemies Lovers, you always get really good dialogue between the characters. Mm-hmm. And I like a good slow burn. Like, I like when you aren't gratified immediately with the couple coming together. Like, you have to kind of stick with it yeah. and, and see what comes. And I, I don't know if that really counts as, like, which do I relate the most to? Because I guess it's not really relating very much to my personal life where, I mean, I'm at... Travis and when we first met we don't really have much of a history of knowing each other you know we once we met as adults we started dating within a month so it was that wasn't that's not very slow for me (laughs) and we were friends first so that's not really enemies to lovers and all that kind of stuff but I think that those are just the ones that I gravitate to the most I don't know if that was a good answer, but my next question for you. What horror movies are you most excited for me to watch and why? I'm excited for you to watch The Thing. It's one of my favorites. And I genuinely think it's just one of the best horror ever. So I'm excited for you to watch that. I'm excited for you to watch an Ari Aster movie. So like Midsummer or Hereditary. Like he he's just... He's just a unique director. Uh-huh. And I feel like he he puts so much detail in these movies. And I think you would enjoy that. the detail. I, I think okay. you would enjoy taking them apart and trying to figure out the mm-hmm. stories. And so I'm excited for you to watch one of his works or both. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that come to mind. You know, I have a lot of fun, more comedy ones that I think you would like just to share some comedy horror with you. Uh-huh. I want more romance specific. Okay. I want to jump to horror. Okay. So, what's the most important thing you've learned about love or relationships from romance movies? Ooh. Ooh, okay. Communication. <laughs> yeah. Is that's a good lesson. <laughs> yeah. That's a great like, lesson. 95% of the time, when there is some sort of downfall in one of these movies or books or whatever, it comes down to a lack of communication, Yeah, which is why my least favorite trope is the miscommunication trope, because it's like, okay, if you just talk to each other, this wouldn't be an issue. I'm very big on talking things out. So I think that would have to be the number one lesson. That's that's a great answer. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> if you could live in one horror world, no. which would you choose? Not of all. Um, from the movies we've talked about on the podcast? Yeah. 
okay, part of me wants to say Pan's Labyrinth because of the fantastical mm-hmm. elements, and I just want to be with fairies. But I don't think it's a good world to live in. I forget what the the movies you've watched. Here, I'll read them really quick for you. 13 Ghosts, Disturbing Behavior, Paranormal Activity, Barbarian, Nope, Carrie, Pan's Labyrinth, Willy's Wonderland, Triangle, Lighthouse, Hell House LLC, Prey, The Boy, Gremlins, Alien, Ready or Not, Krampus. <laughs> Um, you know what? I'm going to choose Gremlin. Yeah, I was new. I feel like Because I want my own. Yeah. I'll glide. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'll take the repercussions. Okay, fair enough. Okay. So, uh, which horror movie did you enjoy much more than you expected from the movies you watched so far? I have to say I enjoyed Krampus more than I thought I was going to. <laughs> I did not think I was going to like it. I remember... I don't know if I told you this. Uh, I could have said this last week and I just forget. But going to the theaters, did I tell you? And seeing the sign <laughs> for it and being like, never going to watch that. <laughs> so I think that one, I really wasn't expecting to enjoy any bit of it. And it was actually pretty good. Which movies that you've watched have made you question your sanity the most? Aside from what you've just stated. <laughs> aside from Barefoot? Yeah. Um, question my sanity most. Hmm. I feel like I have to say one small hitch. Mm-hmm. Also, practical magic, honestly. Oh my god. I know, I know. I just I think both those movies just had a lot going on mm-hmm. and, and there just wasn't good pacing and it was just kind of messy. But I was so practical magic's definitely better than one small hitch. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'll specify one small hitch because, and it was like the first episode, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is really, <laughs> this really gonna be the first one to start with." And I think it just made me realize the garbage that's out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, how has your perception of horror movies changed since you started reviewing them? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I've never liked horror movies. It's always been something that I've like very much stayed away from and i would watch that every once in a while like maybe once a year max (laughs) (laughs) um i really didn't watch them a lot because i don't like to be scared yeah i think one of the things that has changed for me is recognizing my own tolerance for things and i've always identified myself as someone who hates scary movies and i can find enjoyment in them now i can find i can appreciate the interest that they bring and kind of the the ways that your brain works and like tries to jump ahead yeah and i find that very interesting like that aspect of trying to solve the puzzle of this horror before Mm -hmm. the ending is fun i am realizing there's a lot more nuance to the genre like there's so many sub genres within it which makes sense because in romance there are sub genres too but i think that within horror there's just (laughs) a very large umbrella i feel like we've covered a lot of like things within that umbrella now that I'm able to kind of like point at certain things and say, oh, this style or this style Mm -hmm. and um, figure out what it is that I like and what it is that I really, really don't like Mm -hmm. about these movies. Is there any horror that actually scares you? Uh, Yes. Like a movie specifically? Yeah. So I really was freaked out by 
the movie Veronica. It's an it's it's a few years old, but it was it got very popular on Netflix, and I want to say it's still on Netflix now. But I just don't like Possession freaks me out, mm-hmm. and it's a Spanish movie, and I don't know what it was with that movie, but it just scared the shit yeah. out of me. I just was really spooked out by it, and I was watching it alone at night. So it, a lot of factors impacted it. When I was young, Pet Cemetery was so fucking scary for me that movie really traumatized me for a few years yeah i was i was really scared of that one. Oh, there's another i think it's called caveat okay and anyone who likes horror the main image is like this really creepy bunny boy that movie had this scene and i think i told you briefly about it before but it was like a dead body in this area and a guy gets trapped in there he's trying to get out and the camera keeps switching from him to the body and the body's just looking at him oh and it keeps swapping back and forth and it looks like it moves and that scene i was i thought about it for so long but yeah those are those are my scary ones okay okay was there a character in a horror movie you felt a surprising connection to carrie (laughs) (laughs) i would say maybe the nanny and the boy okay i could see the evolution of her character and why she would go from ambivalent to suddenly believing that this doll is actually a boy and (laughs) the way that that could twist your reality especially when she like has those experience of leaving it alone in the room and it goes running and right starting to think that you understand this weird thing more than you actually do i could kind of put myself in her shoes and in, yeah. in a way that I didn't expect I would when I first heard of this movie I was like there's no way that I'm going to be able to understand her yeah. and I definitely yeah. can see how she evolves into right the tragic story that happens <laughs> for her yeah what's your favorite part of watching these movies every week I do enjoy the idea of watching a new romance in hopes that I'll like these characters and their love story because um, I do like a good love story. So I, I, I do get excited at the thought of if the plot sounds good. I'm like, oh, how are these characters going to get together? And I hope I like the characters. So I do get excited at that concept. I don't know if there's been a lot of these romance where I really liked the love story uh-huh. or the character's love story. It's either like I like the love story or I like the characters. What's been, not to jump and do another question, but what's been the most challenging for you? with watching with watching romance every week i think that is just that most of them are just romance yeah Um, you know some like stardust where i had like fantasy action like i really enjoyed that or you know movies where it has more than just a romance sometimes when it's just purely romance i'm just like okay Mm -hmm. um or you know some of the characters i just like don't like the male lead or the female lead Mm -hmm. if they're just like obnoxious i just the whole watch is just yeah. annoying for me yeah. um but yeah i feel like i learned it like barefoot i feel like a lot of these you know i don't know if there was a few of these i really liked the romance and the couples you know so Stardust okay. was really fun for me Are there any horror movies that you actually would like to watch and review <laughs> <laughs> um i'm i think the ones that i'm most interested in are the cult classic movies that have a pop culture 
significant. Yes. So, like, I enjoyed watching Psycho when I first watched Psycho because I was like, okay, now I understand some of the pop culture references around it. So I think that, like, getting that deeper knowledge into our humanity. So, uh, I, you know, the idea of watching the thing is interesting to me because, number one, I would like to understand more of those things that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I know that there are things about these old school horror movies that you make jokes about or whatever that I would like to be able to understand. Yeah. <laughs> but also, um, I think that it's it's fun to see older ones, especially I find the older ones are a little a- easier to remove yourself from because yeah. of the graininess of the footage and all that kind of stuff. You're able to take a step back. So those ones are a little bit more fun for me yeah. to watch. The newer the movie, the, the better the production value, the more I get involved and invested, yeah. Yeah. and the more it scares me. That's weird. So I think that those ones are, I enjoy less, although I do love, like, good production value, yeah. and I enjoy watching, like, Jordan Peele and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but yeah. I prefer, the ones I look forward to the most are ones that are older. Okay. All right. Well, I think those are our well, questions. Those are our <laughs> questions. Hopefully that was somewhat fun. If not, you've scrolled forward to now to learn about our upcoming changes, what we're doing differently moving forward. So I think one thing that we've learned together is that watching two movies a week is a lot and watching genres, yes. so many of a genre that you don't choose to watch normally <laughs> Is very overwhelming. Yeah. I personally, it's funny because Demi and I both are like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to watch another. And like she says romance, I say horror. Meanwhile, I think watching romance is so easy and you could watch horror for days. So I think that for the sake of our mental and emotional health, (laughs) we're going to break it down a little bit more and start doing one movie review a week. Mm -hmm. And we're going to keep like that concept of the common thread. So there's going to be something Mm -hmm. connecting for every two week segment. So there will be a horror movie within one genre Mm -hmm. and then a romance movie that kind of ties into it, but they're going to be a week apart. Yeah. Yeah. And this will also help us with our notes. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like we just we write so much and we don't have time to delve like, in as deep as we yeah like, like kind to. of edit and you know adjust our notes properly yeah so we're just kind of throwing up everything yeah. and I feel like we don't have much time to chat and really talk about other things in the movie other than just like what's just happening repeat you know blurting everything out so we want to kind of take more time to fix our notes up a bit and make them a little better and more digestible mm-hmm. and so i think this will definitely help us do that so i have no idea how long these new episodes will be yeah we're hoping maybe an hour if we're in one movie it seems like each of our reviews have been like 40 minutes to an hour per movie right for our previous episodes so it should be about that but yeah we're hoping this new format works out better for everyone yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because the alternative was every two weeks we do two movies. And, right. You know, we didn't want to release less content. Exactly. So hopefully that's okay. If you <laughs> if you hate it, you can let us know and we'll cry about it later. We won't do anything about it. Right. Definitely let us know. Right. <laughs> Was there anything else that's changing? Yeah. I think that that's the biggest thing is we just needed to cut down how many movies we were watching. We both have full-time jobs. Yeah. And lives <laughs> you can believe it. yeah believe it or not uh so i'm hoping that this eases it i'm hoping also that for both of our 
sanity it helps with relieving the amount of movies we don't like watching yeah because it is a lot i've watched more horror this movie than i've seen in my whole life so so this past year has been a lot um i'm excited to cut back yeah and i think doing one movie a week will help us both review like together which i think would be more fun yeah and so yeah We'll see yeah. what happens. We're going to try announcing the common thread this time instead of having it be surprised. Yeah. If you hate that, let us know and we won't do it anymore. <laughs> but the common thread for our next two movies is that the title is a female name. So uh-huh. Megan will be reviewing the movie. Megan. <laughs> okay. Megan uh, is a movie about a lifelike AI doll. Mm-hmm. That's created to be a companion to a child and basically a parent's greatest ally. The creator ends up becoming a caretaker to her young niece and gives a Megan prototype doll to her basically to kind of test it out. Mm -hmm. But then Megan decides to become the bestest friend ever and go full Chucky moon on Ellen. Oh, God. Best friend. I hope you in like the movie, Megan. Thank you, Demi. Unfortunately, there's no romance is named Demi, but if you can guess what the romance movie is, let us know. But we will reveal that next week. Yeah. We'll surprise, surprise. Right. Um, you can check us out on our socials, Instagram, threads, TikTok. How do you watch this? How do you watch this at gmail.com? How do you watch? Whatever. It's some variation of that. Yep. We have a milkshake, which has links to everything, <laughs> including a Discord. So feel free to go and enjoy. So thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back in in, 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 in a week. Yeah. Yeah. In a new year. Yeah, new year. We'll, be, we'll be, yeah, happy new year, by the way. <laughs> happy new year. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and I hope you enjoy somewhat shorter episodes. Goodbye. Goodbye.